This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Mug Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mug Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only, on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey guys, uh, a really good evening uh, to you. Um, sorry, slightly late, just having a chat to uh, the guys and gals in the green room. Um, obviously, they, you know, we've been talking and chatting about the weekend and, and my mom and everything. Um, before I get started on everything tonight, talking about the Brighton game, a couple of things that I want to just uh, just say. Again, a massive big thanks to uh, Creation Wolf. Uh, a local uh, Wolverhampton-based com- uh, company, some uh, really lovely people who wanted to support the channel. Uh, they're experts in like Google AdWords and digital marketing and stuff like that. So if you've got a business um, and you want really great value and a, a, a team of people that have worked for Google to help you get, um, you know, get noticed online, the link to them is below. Um, so click on and check their website and get in touch. They're fantastic uh, people. The other thing I want to say, um, and I will um, just want to say a big thank you to everyone that's sent so much love. It's been it's been so uplifting and so heartwarming because obviously this time Tuesday night last week uh, we did the. Um, the ex- first extra time of the show season uh, for Manchester United and Wolves. And obviously my mum was fighting. And that night um, we had a phone call half past 12 in the morning and she passed away around about half past one with all the family there. And, you know, it's been, we've been absolutely devastated and heartbroken, you know, all of the family so the love and support from you guys the community on here and on social media at the ground yesterday has been amazing there's loads of messages i did the video for my mom um if you've not watched it please watch it it shows what a woman she was but there's hundreds of messages on there and i've not had a chance to read them yet but i just want to say that if you have left a message and a comment I will read every single one. I will reply to every single one of you, as I always do. If you ever leave a comment on my uh, on the videos, I always try to take the effort to write back because you guys have taken the effort to write, so I will write back. 
and it means a lot. I just want to show you what Wolves sent me yesterday. I was in the stadium, obviously loads of people coming up, and then I had um, someone from Wolves, a lovely lady, Kerry, I think it was, that came down with a card, and she said, this is for you and your dad. And I just want to show you this um, when I opened it in the ground at half time. So if you just watch this for a second. So there's from the beginning. It says, Dave and family, thinking of you at this difficult time. We're very saddened to hear about. Um, very sad about the passing of your mom. So sorry for your loss from everyone at Wolves, Wolverhampton Wanderers Football Club. And that's signed by Max Kilman and uh, Gary O'Neill, our new manager. And you just have to say that was class from the club and it's absolutely wonderful. And I am very grateful for Wolves for, you know, for, for doing that and just coming and giving us a card. It really means the world. And I will always keep that. Anyway, moving on to the ground, we have got um, a, a little. We have got some funnies coming up. We've got a, Jason Guy's not on tonight. He's been away with Razor Ruddock, so I've got a couple of funny videos to show you on those. We've also got the wonderful offer from NordVPN coming up, but we've got fantastic guests coming on tonight. Um, and in the first lot, we have friend of the show, uh, regular on the channel. We've got Josh. How you doing, mate? Evening, Dave. Right, thanks. Everyone, all um, right. Yeah, good to good to see you, mate. Uh, so you've got the new one. Is that the uh, the replica or the pro? That is the replica. There was no way I was paying over the odds for the pro. <laughs> yeah, I just wondered whether you had, you know you had or not. And we've also got because he has actually properly got a nickname now because he made the first team recently uh, after the game. Charismatic Craig, and I think he's fell asleep. He's he's no no. Charismatic Craig, we can't hear you because you're um, you're on mute. Turn your mute off. He's looking for his. Uh... I do apologise. You you have said Craig, you can go second. Craig, Please. actually, you are second. Sorry, but we caught you. Yeah. You are right. See you later. <laughs> Sorry, but he is coming later. Sorry about Hello. that, Craig. <laughs> we have got. Sorry, Craig. That's my mistake. <laughs> We've got Nathan. How are you doing? It's good to have you back, mate. Oh, you, Dave. We look so similar. That's the trouble. Bald, white wolf tops. It's easy well, that, to get the two mixed up. You know up. what? The funny thing is, when I clicked it, yeah. you know, you're right next to each other. And then I'm like looking at it and then going, I'm sure, I'm thinking, I'm sure he's on second because we have talked about this which one's before. Which? Which you one's know. which? That was you a like twins. Movie. Yeah, I think, um, I don't know, probably similar age, I would have thought as well. Can you play a brass instrument, Nathan? That sounds like a weird euphemism. Um, not that I know of, Dave. Josh I used can. To play the trumpet. I used to play the trumpet when I was in, uh, at the infant school. That's, that's going back 45 well, years. Well, Craig is a very, very top musical director of a brass band and he plays a tuba and he's very talented. And Josh is also, a, I think, a trumpeter, aren't you, Josh? Trumpeter, baritone, cornet, bit of a... We've got a bit of a musical a thing mismatch. going on tonight. And for the first half of the show, I am absolutely delighted to have back. Um, now extra times back. She had a little bit of a break over the summer, but we've got the smiler herself to bring a ray of sunshine to proceedings. The golden girl, 
That is Lucy. How are you doing? Look at that lovely smile, Lucy. <laughs> Hello. You okay? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Are you musical oh, at all, Lucy? Um, I'm not really, no, but I used to be able to play the trombone. Crikey. I'll tell you what, we've got a band going here, eh, Josh? Yeah, just a bit of <laughs> the Absolutely. We used to be able to play. We've got baritone trumpet, tuba, trombone. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll have to see what Hoops can do when he comes on in a bit. Uh, anyway, uh, guys, absolutely delighted. We've got over 200 of you um, on the chat. There's loads of you, loads saying a hi. Uh, hi, the lovely Lucy. Hi, Josh and Nathan. Carl, of course, he used to play the recorder. I'm not sure whether you'll make the band with the recorder, though, mate. I'm <laughs> apologies. You might not quite qualify. Uh, guys, um, Stu Kelson. Stu is actually one of the guys who's a regular on the channel. Um came up to us at the match yesterday, which was lovely. I had a lovely chat with him. Guys, let, we've got over 200 of you in the chat, so let us know where in the world you're watching from. Uh, just to let you know, the latest subscriber on um, on YouTube, we're up to 31,218. If, if you do subscribe to the channel, it does mean that you can get involved with the, uh, the chat so, um, and try and see whether we can get up to 2,150 during this. So, as always, we're going to be talking about the game, all the major talking points. We've also got a wonderful eight, uh, eight things learnt article on the Always Wolves website, which we can go through, which has been done by one of our writers, uh, Dave Porter. And it's a very interesting one, so I'll go through that. We're going to be talking, of course, about the man of the match, uh, highlight of the day. We're going to be talking about the performance rating, looking ahead uh, to Everton. And we do have, again, a secret word. So you need to listen really carefully to all of our fans and pundits tonight to see if you can catch by the end of the show what tonight's secret word is. So I've got to make, this has made me laugh. I've got to, I've got to put this on the screen. Paul Harris said he can play the last post when we go down. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that's uh, that's made me chuckle. That is Jordan's over in Bridgewater in Somerset, but he was at the game yesterday. That's uh, that's com that's commitment for you. So yeah, it's ended up Wolverhampton Wonders won. We scored a goal. We scored a goal. Yes, we did. We finally scored a goal. I, I don't know how many combined shots in the first two games. Maybe someone can put in the chat. It was 23 in the first game. Com how many combined shots to score a goal have we had so far? Uh, Brighton, Hove, Albion, four. That's the second week running. They've scored eight goals already this season. <laughs> can you believe? Um, but, like, you know, Josh, Nathan, Lucy, who would like to uh, to open... Open up tonight. Uh, in fact, let's go with uh, with you, Nathan. Um, obviously, your thoughts to kick us off. Where do you start with that one, Dave? I think um, we were all so optimistic, and I'm gonna, probably everyone's going to echo this sentiment tonight. But we we're all so optimistic after the Man United game. We know we should have got something out of it. We had a we had a ton of shots. You know, we got the best. We got some like XG going through the the roof at the moment. Uh, but we can't hit the uh, hit the goal. So we went into that game full of told for one goal. Yeah, one, that was a... one goal every thirty nine shots, which <laughs> is the worst in. I should expect the worst in the Premier League. Probably the worst in all divisions. I would have thought. But 
yeah, we went in with optimism. And that first half, you know, it was going okay. We had our moments, and again, we were we were pathetic in front of goal. I mean, some of that, some of the shooting was was dreadful as always. Um, interesting to the referee cutting down on the petulance, which is you know going to be a uh, a real key this season. I think we're going to see a lot more red cards in the Premier League because of you know players just kicking the ball away, throwing the ball away. So that was good to see that clamping clamp down. So. You know, first half, yes, the other the Matoma wonder goal, but I actually thought we were in it. And then, you know, I don't know what happened at second second half, whether they were passing the, the gin and tonics around or whatever it was, but they relaxed so much that it I, I just and that defense fell apart, especially at 2-0. We seem to be pushing and pressing so high up the pitch that, you know, we haven't got the pace and it's certainly in the back of the defense with Kilman and uh uh Dawson. Dawson, obviously, but especially with Dawson, and we we just got caught out. And before you know, it, the games the game's done and dusted. Um, and the second half was an absolute horror show. I do think, and I'll, I'll let the other guys come in in a second, but I do think four ones a flattering scoreline for Brighton. I don't think it was a, a hammering. We were in the game. You know, when we get to the rating later, it's probably not as low as we probably expect because I think we were competing in that game. We we just need some fresh blood up front. What we've got at the moment isn't working. And neither Kuna or Silva, uh, especially Sarabia, these are guys who aren't going to get goals for us. We, we need some fresh blood. So we need to find that that nugget alone. But yeah, it was, you know, it was miserable. And they're sending off at the end, just compounded the, the misery and you're coming out thinking, well, this is going to be a long, long, long season. Oh, mate, it's funny you should say about the red card because... You know, the ref was handing out the yellows. And I said, after about 15 minutes, there is no way in this world that 22 men are going to stay on this pitch. And it was it actually was the 95th minute that the red was uh, given out for Nunes. And we're going to talk about the red card, of course. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that and, and everything that's entailed because we need to. But like like you, it was good that there were you know someone kicked the ball away, yellow card. Lamina at one point I think went to kick the ball, and if you saw that, and then he kind of yeah, like yeah. better not because I get a yellow card, <laughs> and he pulled his foot back. But like you can, there's going to be a lot of soft sendings off because you're going to get a soft card for a little bit of insolence or a kicking the ball away, and then you're going to do a tackle and you're going to get sent off. So. It's there's going to be I think there's you know there's going to be a lot of sendings off. Lucy, um, let's come on to you first of all. Lucy, great to have you back. It's a great Thank to have you. female representation. And if you're a female Wolves fan that's watching this, don't just leave it all up to Lucy. We want <laughs> to get more female fans coming up. So if you if you're interested, make sure that you get in touch with Always Wolves, um, either on um, Facebook, Twitter. Or Instagram, just drop a message, and then we can, you know, build up the the female pundits, can't we, Lucy? Yes, we can. The more, the merrier. The more, the merrier. So, um, obviously, you've heard what Nathan's had to say there. He always talks really well, Nathan, uh, and analyzes the game very, very well. What's your um, what's your feelings going into the game, and and at half time, and then at the end of the game? Just talk us through your emotions. Um, I think before the game, we were all having a discussion in the pub, as usual, you know, what our thoughts were. Um, 
I was quite optimistic because I went to Man United, watched us absolutely shine like a diamond on the pitch. We were absolutely fantastic. Um, so, of course, you know, you get that buzz, don't you? You think, oh, my God, we're going to kill it this season. Everything's going to be great. We got to second half yesterday and I went, if he doesn't give them a kick up the backside at half time and put something in their drink, we are screwed the second half. And boy, was we right. I think he gave them chamomile tea because they all just looked like they were going to fall asleep. It's interesting you should say that, and I'll be interesting to hear Josh's thoughts and then Nathan's thoughts on this. I saw a post on social media, I don't know if you saw it, someone put something out about how they came out at half-time yeah. after the thing, and Wolves players were kind of strolling out, and the Brightons, yeah. at the thing, they were all running out. They were running out with energy, and we were kind of like, oh, well, I've had a natter on the way out. The, the, the focus didn't seem to be there. And no one, and and it's no real surprise that forty five seconds in, you know, two nil down, and then it's kind of like we lost a bit of discipline, and then Absolutely. we're four nil down after fifty five minutes. Game over. Yeah, yeah. It just does. Just, just I didn't understand what they were playing at. I really, really didn't understand. It was as if they'd just gone. Forget it. We lost this one now, so why why bother trying? And it was it was really really disheartening to watch. I mean, the amount of people that left was was quite discouraging for the players as well. To be honest, I, I thought that, that was a bit yeah. disgusting. To be honest, I didn't like you that. I mean, you can understand people I'd... kind of getting. Off. I've heard tales of people throwing their season ticket onto the pitch. Yeah, it's the first home game of the season. Uh, people leaving. I mean, I, I'm not one of the... I never leave before the end of a game. Don't matter how bad it is, I'll stay and support the boys to the yeah. end. You can understand yeah. some people getting frustrated and walking out and stuff like that. Football's a funny old game. I know 4 nil down, you know, you think no chance, but stranger things have happened in football. I, re I remember people walking out after 80, after 25 minutes, in 20 minutes into the second half, Against Villa away, we're two 0 down, and people stood. And then after eighty-two minutes, we're losing, and we win the game three-two. Football yeah. is a funny thing; the odds yeah. are stacked against you. But what you, you what you've got to you've got to keep the support to going to me. Going and to me. the one the one thing that I was um, heartened by is is they did crack on, didn't they? Did they? they did try and carry on. Yeah. Fight. Yeah, they did. They did. They did carry on. Um, it just wasn't enough. It just wasn't enough. How can they not score a goal, Dave? It, it's. I mean, yes, obviously, Wang did get his tap in, which he was seems brilliant. to be able to put the back in the net and ball. He seems to be in the right yeah. spot, Wang. Uh, I mean, would you start Wang next game? I would. Yeah, I would definitely. He's he's got the driving force that we need up front. The others they didn't seem to want it yesterday. At all, it was it was just strange to watch. Even Fabio, I mean, I love Fabs, absolutely love him. He's class. He's so speedy on the ball. He's brilliant. Yesterday, he was tracking back that much. He wasn't up front at all. And I just thought, where where's he going? Get up front, ready for the ball to come to you. And then he was losing the ball, left, right, and centre. And I thought, this isn't. 
this isn't the Fabio that we watched on Monday. What's happening? It, it's just just a weird, weird game yesterday. But I've got to say, Brighton, yeah. they are class. They are. There's there's no two ways about it. They are brilliant. They really, um, really are. Really enjoyed watching them. And I shouldn't um, say that as a Wolves fan, but no, no. To be honest, Lucy, <laughs> I think you should say that as a Wolves fan. Yeah. I'm, I before I did my reaction after the game, there was a load of Brighton fans around, and um, I went over to them and I just shook their hands and I said, "Yeah, you're everything that we want to be. You're yeah. everything that we want to be. The way your club is run, the way your recruitment process goes, the way yeah. you buy and sell players, the way you play your football, the, the everything about Brighton." They are, apart from the stadium, which I think is a bit uh, out, out of town and a bit Meccano-type builder mm -hmm. stadium type of thing, but the football they play, their football, they, they play like a team that has a lot of belief um, and, have, and have gone through a process. And don't forget, they've sold a couple of their best players. They keep finding mm -hmm. these little gems. And they've passed the ball about so quick and their movement is so fast. And Matima, Matoma or whatever his name is, I love him, I do. He's just oh. he's just such a such a great player. It was a great goal. He cut through us, you know, like we were, we were you know, like like a, a diamond laser cuts through, you know, steel. He just took us out like knife through butter and finished yeah. it. And to be fair, in the first half. I thought, apart from that, we did okay. Yeah. But the, again, the same old problem comes back. We had two, two golden, if you don't mind me saying, uh, Lucy, two golden opportunities. <laughs> Fabio, one-on-one -on -one at goal. Yeah. You know, he tries to place it. He should have hit it to me, the other side of the keeper, and hit it hard and low. It's in the back of the net. It, the keeper does a good save, to be honest. He gets his foot, but... He should be finishing it. Uh, but maybe he played. I mean, he scored one uh, early, which was offside. offside but that yeah. he, 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 that was an instinctive shot straight away. No time to think. Bang. He had time. And that happened. And then similar, similar angle. Eight Norrie. He puts it over the bar. Two really good opportunities. That would have got us back to 1-1 one, one, uh, for half time, And it didn't happen. Josh. It's a bit of panic. It's yeah, sort of panic in front of goal. Oh, oh God, I've better grab a shot. Well, it's, it's, it doesn't always work. It's this same old problem, and we can't keep saying the same old thing. Lack of goals, not finishing our chances. You get away with it in the Championship. You get away with it in other leagues. Yeah. You won't get away with it in the Premier League. If you don't mm. take... If you have 39 shots on goal, of which... <clears throat> 14 are shots actually on target, uh, I believe, and you only score one goal. Someone said the expected goals was about two or three or something like that, was way below our expected goals. Brighton had five shots on target. They scored four. That's the difference. Josh, um, you've heard what I'm talking about that. What's your take? Um, so like we said, really, first half, but we competed with them. Um, my only gripe, and you could see it straight from the off, and it was the way they were going to come through in the first five minutes. Um, obviously, Kilman and Dawson have been told to man-mark Welbeck and Ancisco each, and you could see it. It was horrendous. They were both following into midfield, yet were pressing forward, which was working at times and obviously didn't in the end. 
um, because they were beating the press every time. But then Kilman and Dorfman had gone forward, following Welbeck and Cisco. And Aunt Nuri and Samada were further behind them pair than, well, they're the furthest two on the pitch, going backwards in front, beyond the goal, well, in front of the goal. It's like your fallback shouldn't be that deep when you centre half, so that we're in front of them. They should be trying to push push it with them. And I think that was part of the problem that it's got to be a tactical reason from the, from the from Gary O'Neill that he's man mark those two, which they did. But every time that happened, well, every all game they were doing it, the ball kept coming around the outside. You saw Matoma's run come through, through the gap where Samado and um, Dawson had left because Dawson had followed Welbeck. Um, and then Samado was absolutely torn apart by him again. Um, but it was just that's that 10 minute spell. I didn't say this, I didn't say the second goal. Uh, I was literally just coming out and I heard the noise. I'm thinking, why, why are we all quiet? And then I could say, kick off. I'm thinking, we've kicked off already. But it's just that 10 minute spell. I don't know what happened. Over the, the only thing I can see was tactically that man marking caused us right problems because they come around the outside on all three of those goals in the second half. And they busted got the um that what the you know that goal when we've got that player running forward and Aitnori gets the wrong side and he beats him and he, he finishes it. The finishing is clinical, even the the fourth goal is um it's in off the post, but the the, the touch to finish it is is absolutely clinical. And um you know, Brighton, to be fair, they could prop they can the way they play, they play to me like a top six side or a side that could get you know, challenge for Champions League, the way they play the football, because it takes a really good side to beat a press, you know, and they don't panic. They are so well drilled in how they pass the ball out. They move the players around and they and then they wait for the time and then they pay that pass through the middle of the park, they turn and they're running at your defence. You've got people pressing, you've taken out two or three players and they're running at you. And they, they're just... They're just so good at it. You, you know, you sometimes you, you know, okay, the def- defensively it wasn't great, and obviously Dawson got took over, and Totty came on, and I thought Totty did all right. Obviously, Kilman and Totty switched sides mm. when he came on, but like you have to sometimes you just have to take your hat off and just go. You know, the Brighton fans were singing, "We're just too good for you," and you just can't argue with it. It's like, do you know what? Yeah, you are. Yeah. You're just too good for us. We are not good. You know, they did, you know, end of, end of last season, we went to Brighton. Uh, Lopetegui just went at it, you know, carefree, whatever it was. And they just took us apart 6-0, ripped through us. I thought we were better yesterday, progress, 6-0, 4 I think the scores was like 13 goals in a row against us. And we do have to put into context, and I know it's probably daft, but they are our bogey side, Brighton. It's oh, yeah. like we never ever, ever beat Brighton. I remember the first year we got promoted, we played a moment away. I think they had one shot in both games and they took four points off us. It's like we just got this thing against Brighton. But you've got to applaud them and just say, you know, they're, 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 they're in a, a different stratosphere to us at the moment. What's the fix, Nathan? Oh, Dave, million-dollar question. Um, I think... Keeping Sarabia out of the team would be a good start. Again, he offers absolutely nothing for me. I, I don't know what he brings to the table. I, I don't see that quality that, you know, he's, he's got this Champions League pedigree and this Paris Saint-Germain pedigree. Where is it? What, we're yet to see that. 
And I think you're right, you know, we we may have unearthed a, a bit of a diamond in the rough with Huang when he came on and scored that goal. Um, he has to start the next game. You, you've got to play informed players. And, he, you know, he comes on, he's direct. That's always the one great thing you say about Huang is he runs at defences. He doesn't dilly-dally with the ball. And Silva's touch just isn't there still. I, I don't know what it is. I don't see it. I know, Lucy, you're a fan, but I'm, I'm really not. I'd like to see him gone. Um, whether that's on loan or, you know, we're never going to get the money back for him. But even if we have to take a loss, it's probably not the right time to sell him. But if we could sell him and, and invest that money in a striker, we need someone who's going to put the ball in the back, back of the net. I know it's an obvious thing and every team will be looking for it, but we just haven't got anybody at the moment. And that's the fix for me. The panic, We don't need to press the panic button because we'd be good against Manu. Everyone can say Manu were poor. But actually, we were we were really good, and you know, and the way Kuna was was cutting through that defence and running from midfield, and we saw glimpses of that against Brighton. He was probably our probably our one bright spark, you would say. Um, I don't, you know, with the, with that current personnel, we've still got a very good team. Okay, we we could probably do with a bit more pace at the back um, and something up front. But overall, it's it's a good team, and I, you know, I've, I saw Everton play today. And they are absolutely abysmal. And, you, you know, you cling on to the hope. And I don't think we should be talking about relegation scraps after two games. But you look who's at the bottom. And Sheffield United, Luton and Everton are probably the three you'd say at the moment are going to really struggle. But you chuck us in there at the moment unless we, we can get something. Everton away is a huge game now, even though it's the third game of the season. Massive, isn't it, Josh? It's, it's huge. So there is no golden fix, Dave. But we're not far off. And I think... As you said, Brian, bit of a bogey team. I mean, they're a Chelsea feeder club at the end of the day. They've sold three, four hundred million pounds worth of talent recently, but they've got this great you know, conveyor belt of talent coming through. Um, and they're they're a good side. And players yeah. in that team, as you mentioned, Matoma will be going for 50, 60 million at some point. That there's you can see players there that will, will go for big money. So I wouldn't be too disheartened against Brian. I, you know, I come out there, obviously it's it's gutting. We lost Nunes. We've you know, we got absolutely hammered in terms of the scoreline, but there, there is hope. I think you've got to just cling on to that Man U performance and say, if we can take some of that into the next game, then, um, yeah, I'm, I'm optimistic. And I'm not usually optimistic, but I think I'd, I'd be optimistic for the next game. Absolutely. And just before we go on to uh, talking a little bit more about the, the next bit, I do just want to um, let everyone know about the, um, the offer with uh, Nord uh, VPN. Uh, basically, it's an exclusive deal uh, with ourselves. Uh, you basically go nordvpn.com forward slash also always wolves and you get an exclusive discount off your NordVPN plan. You'll also receive four months extra free uh, and there's a 30 day money guarantee. So if you get go on to the uh, go on to it and get the deal, you can see it's a lot cheaper than if you were to buy it at full price and I use NordVPN myself and it's really, really, really good. Um, so I would recommend you check, uh, check that out if you get the chance um, to do that. Oh, there's the deal. I'll just show you that. As you can see, it's a lot cheaper than the uh, the normal one. So there you go. Lucy, the thing that I want to ask you um, about now, Lucy, is nice. we, we talked about strikers and, um, Strikers cost a lot of money, top quality strikers, to get someone that's like what Nathan's saying, he's going to bang the ball in the back of the net and stuff like that. I don't know whether the money's going to come in. Um, 
how do you feel about Sasha Kalajic and Fabio Silva, you know, and Kuna um, as our three main class strikers? Are they going to cut the mustard or um, we're not going to get enough goals? Is, is it just a matter um, of the goals will start flowing? Because don't forget, Fabio was getting in the positions again, okay? Less so yes. yesterday because of the formation and, and, and everything. He had a chance. He didn't finish. It. it could be a case sometimes with a striker. You get one, you're on a run. Sasha, I was surprised we didn't bring him on yesterday um, as well. I was a bit gutted Sasha didn't come on actually yesterday. I was I was expecting him to because every time he got up and went and warmed up, I was getting excited thinking, come on, we need a bit of, you know, bit of the height. Whenever the ball was coming into the box, it, nobody got the head to the ball. I was expecting him to come on and I was a bit gutted to be honest that he didn't because we need that. <sighs> he seems to be a bit more involved in a way, a bit more like he wants the ball, he wants to score. The others don't seem to... Oh, I don't know, I think I'm just going on now. <laughs> um, frustrating, isn't it? Yeah, it is frustrating, Dave. It is because we pay a lot of money and to watch our team flap about the way they did yesterday it was quite sad you know and I don't want to feel like that I want to go to the games thinking okay yes we've lost but at least you know they tried and it didn't it did just do you think that I didn't feel that there was no they didn't try I felt they tried to execute a game plan and Brighton took a you know Sorry, I didn't. I didn't mean like try as in like the whole of the game. They didn't try because they did. Yeah. They they really did. But in front of goal, they're not trying hard enough. In training, they are. Or are they trying too whipping. hard? Are they well, trying too hard? Do you think to to make sure? You know, because sometimes like it, you know, you try too hard. You you your tensions there. You don't. A striker yeah. is a natural finisher, and if you're not finishing instinctively. Because you're thinking about overthinking it, you might you don't execute. Maybe it's a yeah. case of that that rather than not trying hard enough, it's that they're trying too hard to make sure. And when you do that, you play too safe. Um, yeah, I think you've I think you've hit it in the, on the head. To be honest, there, Dave, I really, really do. I think they're trying too hard and okay. panicking in front of goal. And it's got to be sorted, Josh. You know, before we come on to the the day's roundup and everything, striker situation. What's your assessment of the problem in front of goal? Um, there is an argument that says last year we wasn't creating any chances, so mm. we weren't scoring. At least we're creating chances now. We're not putting them away, but yeah. we are creating chances. And mm. if we're not creating chances, that would be more of a concern. What's your take? More any sort of that we, we we're creating. We've seen a lot more over two games and over the friendlies where the ball is getting in the box. The players are getting in the box. There's a lot more going forward, but we, it's not finishing. Not finished. You could argue that Neri is just going to take a swipe every day of the week and he'll occasionally go in with him being a left back, but he's got to take the chance. Fabio, why he didn't try and put it round the keeper instead of down his near side and at his feet? I'll, I'll never know. Um, it's just they just can't seem to get the ball in the net. Cunha, well, 
Cunha against United, he had a glaring chance. Um, Fabio this week, he, he's had one or two again. Um, they just can't, they just can't finish. They can't can't finish. I mean, we're not seeing much from Kalidic yet, but he seems well, he, more. He didn't get on at all yesterday, did it? Say again. He didn't get on at all yesterday. No, no. So I'm still he's still recovering a lot, but I'm. Um, it's it's just disappointing to have these chances and none of them are going in. Um, what would you change? What would you change for the next game? Because I feel like Neto is quite positive. Yeah. I also feel like Kuna adds a lot. And to be honest, it's an interesting one uh, for the Everton game. It's I, I know it's kind of early days. I think it's a must not lose game. Really, I, I want us to hopefully we can win because where we are, we need to get off and running. Don't yeah. want to lose to Everton because, like many have said, that that that's a team that kind of in our little league that bottom half type of league where we're, we're wanting to finish at the top end of. Um, but like the red card for Matthias Nunes yesterday, I mean, I, I, I'm obviously like everyone, silly boy. You didn't need to do that. But what I did like about the fact that Nunes didn't seem to show much of last year, he's showing passion and fight. He's showing like he, he cares. So I, I'm taking a positive out of that. That um, yeah, it was stupid. It's the sort of thing Daniel Pedence would have done, to be quite honest. He'd just found a punch. And but Nunes never really showed <laughs> that fire or passion at all last year. This year, I've, when I'm watching him play, I feel like he's is he really wants to be here and he really wants to be the main man. And I think he midfield wise, he is the main man. But he's he, he's kind of obviously got Lamina and Joe Gomez. I thought Lamina was great again. Uh, I thought Joe Gomez is a very, very good player, but he's still learning life in the Premier League, and he gets mm. and sometimes he's sloppy with his passes. He's not he's not consistent enough for me. Joe Gomez is quite sloppy at points. Uh, Nunes, the way he turns and the way he uh, runs with the ball and how he powers forward, I like that. But he's got sent off. And now he's missing for Everton, which I was is going to be a bit of a miss. Massive. There's a thought with me because of the way Kuna runs, the way Kuna play, plays a very similar game in terms of the way he runs through the middle of the park and he drops quite deep, whether Kuna could do a job for one game in that sort of role or would you bring in Bubakar Traore or Joe Hodge? Who's going to play that role or would you change to a back three for that one game and play two? Before we, before you answer that, I just want to say uh, absolutely fantastic. We've got Anne Biola, who's become our latest new member. So please welcome her. If you want to become a member of the channel, uh, you can get on the Discord group. Josh, you're on there. Are you Lucy? You're on there as well. Yeah, with all of that, um, I don't know. Whether, are you on there, Nathan? I don't know. Yeah, they're all on the Discord group. So we'll put the, a new link. But if you want to become a member, you can, we can chat about everything and everything every single day. Thanks for joining. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey now. Uh, Josh, come back on that. Um, I say good afternoon, Ezra Card. I don't know what he was doing. It, it just showed lack of experience in that situation. In that situation, because right in front of me, he gets away with the, the first shove because they both had a bit of a puzzle. Webster pushed him, he's pushed back. Um, and then he, the Cooney starts pulling him away, pushes Cooney off and pushes Webster again and gets in his face. I'm thinking, well, that, that's in. I turned to my dad straight away and I said, he's gone here. And the ref was shouting. And that, that was just stupid. stupid. I, people can say it's passion. It's, it's passion in the wrong place. It's, there was no need for him to do it at all. Um, like I said, it's he gets away with the, Naivety, gets, bit of both. Yeah, definitely naivety because there's just no need. That's the first push he gets away with. The second one, why he went in the seat. He was, the second one was proper, walked round in proper force as well. It's like, what, what did you do that for? There was no need. Um, but going on to whoever replaces him, it's got to be Huang for me. Um, so I think he he offers going forward. He helps create chances. But for me, I'd play the same team, but yeah. I'd swap Neto and Huang over. Because Neto on that right-hand side, using his right weaker foot, doesn't use it. He always has to get... All he did yesterday was run down the line, turn back onto his left foot. And the right-back was predicting it every time. He made sure that Neto was on his right foot every time so he couldn't turn back onto it. Um, so for me, Neto, if Neto does start, which for me he does, because we, we haven't really got another out-and-out winger, um, Neto on the left to just literally run bang it in with his left foot and um, hang on the right. With, um, I'd, I'd go with... Um, I'd go with Cunha and Fabio again and then if anything needs changing... Second half, I'd probably take Kalidic for Cooney. Interesting. Uh, Nathan and Lucy, I want you to um, talk about your team for the next game against Everton coming up. But also, we've got it's the time where we're coming up to uh, nearly half time in the show. So, if you could also uh, give us your performance rating, uh, your highlight of the day, which could be anything from eating a bag of chips to anything to do with the game, it could be anything, and your man of the match, along with your thoughts on the. Uh, the team for next week. Nathan, go first. Um, yeah, if we start with, I mean, highlights of the day for me, I think he's always coming back from a, you know, when you start a new season and just seeing the familiar faces around you and who's going to be sitting where and hopefully you haven't got, you know, a season ticket holder near you that's, um, you know, maybe a bit gobby or racist or bigoted or something. And I'm glad yesterday it was pretty familiar and it was familiar territory and it was nice. The, you know the highlights from the game really there weren't weren't any I'd say after that it kind of it kind of dried up a bit there was you know I'd pick out Kuna as man of the match I think he was probably the one bright spark eight nori in, in in flashes Neto as well but no one really had you know no one really reached the the Man United levels of performance I don't think yesterday so you'd probably go for a, a five out of ten in terms of performance level I don't think we can really go any higher. And like I said, usually that you know that kind of drubbing, you'd be pitching it at two and two or three out of ten. But there are positives to take out of it, and like I said, flattering scoreline. And uh, you know, Brighton are just a 
they're quite a special team in that league, I think. And I think they'll be fighting for, you know, maybe even top four or five this season because they're, they're so strong. I really think they're um, they're just, just great to watch. As Lucy said, sometimes you just have to take your hat off and you end up, you know, I was applauding the Matoma goal. I'd, I'll applaud good football. You get few strange looks uh, from people around you thinking, has he got a seagull's top under that uh, under that wolf's top? But good football's good football, and they they were great yesterday. And unfortunately, they just they just tore us apart, and we were we were laxadaisical in defence. We were too slow, um, and those you know those particularly the the third and fourth goals uh, hitting us almost on the counter and whipping it across with you know um, what's his name getting the uh, Solly Marsh, who's always a thorn in our side. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I'd, usually a four-one. I'd be all doom and gloom and despair, but there are hope. And you know, just coming back to the striker situation, I still think we need a loan or somebody. They need to find somebody because you need fresh blood up front. We haven't got a solution. You can try silver. You can say they're getting good situations. But, you know, yes, we're creating more chances, but we need fresh blood up, up top. We haven't. I've not seen anything from those sort of front three, which is going to fill me with any confidence. We've had three seasons of this and I don't want another season of just, you know, scoring. What were we last year? 31 and 38 or something? Yeah. It's it's not good enough. We need something. So, uh, yeah, well, I'll stop moment, At on. the moment, we're averaging um, 19 in 38 at the moment. We're av- That's what we're averaging at the moment. But let's, uh, let's say, we are, at least we're creating chances. So, like someone said, um, on here, I've got trying to. Someone said that I think the uh, oh, BBC punted. No, hold on, was it someone that said that the BBC punted said the goals will come um, because we're creating chances? And I, I believe the goals will come if we create. If we're not creating chances, you're not going to score. If you don't create a chance, you won't score at all. So if you're creating chances, hopefully at some point the floodgates are open. But uh, we've probably said that for three years. So, but. At least creating chances, uh, Lucy. Um, your yours as well. Your your final thoughts. Um, I think I'd give it a six. Yeah. Because you can see that there are things to progress from, um, and to learn from. So yeah, um, I'd give it a six. Man of the match. I'm going to give it to Neto. Um, he just impressed me again yesterday. He's back to the way he was. Um, you know, I just love his little dinks on the ball. I, I think he's superb. And, yeah, I'd, I'd give it to Neto. Um, I know a lot of people would say why, but I just – he impressed me again yesterday. Um, highlight of the day, probably going for breakfast in Well Lane Calf. Yeah. <laughs> in Wentzfield. God, it was Boston as well. It was lovely. Um, and seeing all family and friends again, just the way it should be. Um, yeah, yeah. All in all, I had a really good day apart from the result. Well, that's good. It's not just about the game, is it? I mean, you know, no. it's early days yet. It's about the whole experience. We can't get too doom and gloom after two games. You start to no. see a pattern uh, after sort of eight to ten. I always, I always think so. You start to make a judgment then. It is. It has been a tough start. United away, we should have got at least a point. Brighton at home, we didn't deserve anything. So, but like, we'll probably play really bad in one game and probably win or something because that's the way football is. Uh, Josh, uh, finally on to you. Um, 
moments as age is going to be being back there again. Um, being back with everybody, like Lucy says, meeting up with people before the game, meeting up with people after the game. So that's going to be my moment of the day. Um, math rating. I am going to go a three and a half. I just don't. that The first half, I thought we played all right, but that 10-minute period and after that point, the, the, the man marking of Encisco and Welbeck completely through our defence. That's, that's exactly what did it. And someone said it earlier about Dawson and Lamina needed to make that run. Dawson was nowhere near it because he was man marking well back further up the pitch. I mean, yeah. He needed to be further back, and the full backs were too far, too far back. Um, she's three and a half for me because I think that ten minute period just killed us off completely. Um, and the glaring chances where we should have at least got two, and they weren't even on target. Um, man of the match, I'll probably have to give it Gomez. Yeah. Um. He's the only one really. He's close to the meaning. They were just battling in midfield where they could. Um, but if I have to give it to anyone, it'd be, um, be Gomez. All right, it's really split. So we've got Gomez, Neto and Kuna. Final uh, final bits from you. Uh, over 300 of you were watching. So if you're enjoying the show, please smash, a, smash it a like. And don't forget, if you subscribe, you can get involved in the chat. Um, we're going to go Nathan, Lucy, Josh. It's, it's a one-sentence answer. Score prediction and thoughts for Everton. Nathan. I struggle with one sentence, Dave. You know me. Um just go over how you go, you know, go with the flow. Let's go, let's go one one. One one. That was short one, and one. sweet. To be <laughs> fair. At uh, Lucy. I'm gonna go a bit more positive. I think a three one. I think we're gonna bounce back. I really do. I hope you're right. Three one. They can do it. They can do it. So why not? Why not, Josh? I am going to go one nil walls. Smash and grab like it was back. Uh, well, that was two one, but it was a smash and grab. I think it'll be a back to basics a bit and uh, one nil. Yeah, fantastic. I just want to pull Paul up on here because he's been harping on about the fact that we've been we're not cheering on Brighton. We're not cheering Brighton. We're basically respecting that they have a very, very good side. And sometimes in life, you've got to have a little bit of humility and you've got to say and take your hat off and go, yeah, they're the better side. You can't just, you know, moan and say that. They deserved it. And if you've got a bit of humility in yourself, you like say, yeah, they were really good. And anyone and most people I speak to will say Brighton are a very, very well-run club. You know, the way they progress, the way that everything works off the field and on the field. And you, as a fan, you look at that and think that's where we need to be. And that's what we're saying. I think we're what it is with the cheering on as well. We beat us. I, I don't care if they played us off the park and we, we won 1 0. That would have been fantastic. Josh, go on. I think what it is with the cheering as well. I think, like, like Nathan says, it's not the fact like you're cheering for him. You're just like, oh, good goal. Like, maybe, maybe people do like last season when we were bored out our schools being pummeled left, right and centre by teams at times. And me and my brother, just, the ball would be on the edge of our box and they'd have the ball. And I'd just joke, go on, shoot, entertain us. Yeah. <laughs> just like... something. Yeah. yeah. Even if the opposition team, just like, they, it goes in, you're like, oh, decent goal. Yeah, and you know, you're goal. a respectable goal. And to be honest, we've had a lot of... You went, when we scored a good goal, we've had, I've had a lot of um, fans that have come on and go, do you know what, fair play, that was good, that was. You appreciate good football. Um, mm. And they play good football. But... I do think that we've got 
positive signs on that. We're being a lot braver and we're trying to create goals. Uh, as been pointed out, we play this high line and if you've got pace and they get the right ball, they're in. And we, me and Chris, when we went uh, over to watch Celtic, we saw that the first 20 minutes we were getting caught out because you can man-mark someone and then you get one of these yeah. uh, little, I think it was the Asian, I can't think the Asian, Japanese guy from Celtic that kept dropping in the hole and they couldn't pick him up. And it was a bit the same with Matima, uh, Matoma yesterday. Anyway, thank you guys for your contribution and much appreciated. Lots of love to you, Lucy, Nathan and Josh. Thank you for coming on. Cheers, Dave. The family's all Cheers, well. Cheers, Dave. Always Thanks. wolves. Always wolves. Thank you. Loved you. Right, so that's a um, fantastic contribution there um, from Josh, Nathan and Lucy. And joining us for the second half of the show, we've got Charismatic Craig. Hiya, Dave. And we've got Hoops. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing, Dave? I'm really good, thank you. Thank you for joining. Now, before we get on, let, does anyone want a bit of a laugh, a bit of fun, um, a bit of a, a bit of a, a bit of a, bit of a chuckle? Because I've got got two videos from Jason, who's been over with um, with Razor Ruddock, and um, I'm going to put these on for you. If I can. Hey guys, just want to say. Hey guys, just want to say playing Brighton and our Albion today. I'm confident to three points, but I want to sing a song about the other Albion. Do you know where El is? El is out with Brom. Everything's a mole in you and that's a week of Brom. Hey! I was born under a wondrous scarf. Lee made a signing before the first home game of the season. Neil Razorunek, come on you God bless Wolves, Wolves make me feel brand new. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, so I thought I'd put that on for you, just to put a bit oh, of a smile dear. on your face. Razor Ruddock, uh, what a guy, um, in a whole soft, you know, and um, that, I thought that, I thought that would make you laugh and cheer us up for the second half of the show. Uh, Craig and Hoops, how are you doing? Really good, thanks, Dave. Yeah. Good. Not as good as Jason, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like he's having a terrible time. One or two beers there, I, I, I think. Uh, well, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Hoops, let's go with you first. Your take on yesterday? Uh, it was a tough afternoon, wasn't it? I think you know, understandably, there was optimism coming into the game because of just how well we did against United. But I think if I'm honest, and it's probably shared by many, I was a little bit nervous because of the opposition. I, I think it's twofold. One, we very rarely get anything against Brighton. But but moreover, as has been said, they're a really good side. I mean, they're not just a good football team. They're a good football club. From top to bottom, the way the chief exec runs it, their ability to lose their best players or even their manager, and still they continue to, if not um, go back, continue to evolve, uh, is something else. And ultimately, we're, we're two games in under a new regime. So um, 
it was always going to be a, a tough task and and that's kind of how it bore out i i accept we were okay first half although we obviously spurned some chances but i will also be honest and think brighton always looked like they could go up the other you know another gear and i think what what hasn't been mentioned so far which i think was really key to their play and quite a difference between the two sides is the way in which they play out from the back so Saar had a, a poor game, I think most w- would agree, and his distribution w- wasn't great. You know but they've got That's a guy... A really, in the... really, really good point, because his distribution was dreadful. Yeah. It was awful, and, and they've got a guy in Steele who came in, um, who, who perhaps wasn't as favoured as much as Sanchez, their previous keeper. But he's in ultimately, yes, because he's a good keeper, but he's in because he's very good with his feet. And the, their ability, the fact that he could kind of dictate play him and his, his defender, from the uh, playing out from the, from the back, and the ability to just split the lines and the, the, the press was worlds apart from, from what we could do. We attempted it. And I think if you look back, maybe there was one time where he overhit it, whereas we saw it was really the common theme. There was a nervousness about it. So I just wanted to add that point because it was relevant in terms of the game. because. Really good point. Yeah, because I, I think it illustrates a, a game plan and a way in which they can play and the, the buying that they have and the confidence that they have. Um, so there's another discussion there for Saab, but I, but I think that, that in isolation isolates how organised they are, how effective they are. And tactically, they seem more mature. Um, they were quicker, they were sharper than us. So you can say it could have been a different game, you know, leading into that half time if we would have taken one of our chances. But I've got to be honest, and and, as, and you mentioned humility earlier. I still think they had that ability to to, to go on even more. So I, I put it in context in terms of it was disappointing, and that second half, that ten fifteen minutes was really tough to watch. But I also think you have to kind of look big picture and go. This is going to happen a number of times this season. They are a bloody good side. And ultimately, where they are in their level and their ability and how settled they are, is is going to be very different to where we are right now. So I'm not overly concerned. If we would have turned that performance or we would have been in receiving end of that type of result against Everton, uh, Luton, Sheffield United or, or Fulham, for example, I would have been concerned, but I think context is king here. You know, they, they've got some amazing players, their ability to, to unearth these diamonds from nowhere and then go on and sell on and then go, oh, we'll just bring on the next one uh, through. It's he's, he's fantastic. So um, I'm not here to talk about them, but I think it's relevant because we have to put things in perspective and say, yes, it was a tough day at the office for us, but realistically, could we have seen it going too differently? Um, we had a good performance out against United. That was a tough afternoon. But let's put it in its place and go, OK, accept it. Roll with the punches. Give them another, uh, you know, week on the training pitch with Gary O'Neill. And and this, this time, we've got another cup game coming up soon as well. So that will give him another opportunity. So I'm not overly concerned because I think ultimately the best team won and, and we've still got work to do, which is what you would expect two games into a to a new regime. Brilliant points. Uh, brilliant points, Hoops. And as always, really well spoken. Craig, charismatic. Thank you. Are we still finishing seventh? Um, 
let me speak first because uh, I, um, first of all, Dave, the whole family, the whole uh, Dazzling Dave family and the background are absolutely with you, as you would be with us through a really, really tough time that you're going through. Uh, our, our love is with you, as you know. Our thoughts with you, uh, Magic M, your sister. Um, and that goes without, without her saying, but uh, the whole family that you've built up here brilliantly are absolutely going through this with you, mate. So, um, loads of love to you, bud. Loads Thank of you. love. It, means, it really means a lot. Thank you so much. I think that that Brighton transition performance, and I'll start there, was probably one of the best performances that I've seen from a visiting side at Molyneux for many, many seasons. They absolutely hammered us, didn't they? No, they didn't. What they did was the transitions were absolutely razor sharp and clinical. And when they knew that we were open, they punished us every single time. In the first half, Dave, we, we should have gone in 2-1 up. We missed two one-on-ones when we were 1-0 down. Um, and I think that that's a much, much bigger issue than people realise for Wolves, which I'll sort of talk, talk about um, in a bit. Brighton Han absolutely battered us, didn't they? No, we had 16 shots apiece. So that's not a battering at all. The stats 46-54 is not a battering. Um, five uh, on uh, a target for us, eight for them, except that they scored four of their eight. We couldn't score if we played till uh, next year because there is, a, I, I believe, there is a mental problem within the Wolves team now. Uh, and we had two more corners of them. We had five corners against their three. So, of course, we got absolutely battered, didn't we? Did we buggery? What, we do, what we've got to learn to do is that we've got to learn to play clever. And we weren't very clever yesterday. We, um, we started relatively brightly. Brighton, you could tell, were, were better at what they did than we were at what we did. Um, and so they, they were, uh, the, the first goal was a stunner. Um, but I ag agree with, with one of the, uh, the comments on the chat. When a bloke's, uh, doing that, I'm afraid you take him down. You don't let him do it. And it, and it, and you can talk cynical all you like. This is a highly, highly financially paid, uh, professional sport. They would have done that to us and they were doing that to us yesterday. Um, so we should have gone in 2-1. Now we talk about the absolute mad 13 minutes. And that's the biggest criticism I've got because that team lost their shape. They lost their mentality. They didn't play with any intelligence whatsoever. And they allowed Brighton to just take the, uh, the, uh, the game uh, away from us in 13 minutes. After that, we had a, we had a number of other chances. Um, so we weren't battered. We were beaten by a better side, but not that much a better side, a better side that, that could do the transitions a lot better than us and had people that were confident about sticking the ball in the net. Goal scoring problem. Two and a half seasons now, two years. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a serious mental problem, Dave. And, you, and you've, you've alluded to this. When you start to take an extra touch because you ain't sure, because you're not instinctive anymore. When you start to snatch shots, 
where you start to pull shots because your timing goes, because you we must score. We, we must score. Last season, Fabio would have put that uh, one-on-one away for, 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 his, for his Dutch side. Without any doubt, we, we need a, a sports psychologist in our club at the moment, a brilliant sports psychologist, to get this, this anxiety out of, out of our forward play because it's far, far too anxious. We're missing golden opportunities. Um, I, I, I have held my head in my hands at the level of incompetence in front of goals. We, we tore Brighton apart on a number of, of occasions, um, you know, yesterday afternoon, and everybody's talking about we were rubbish. No, we weren't rubbish. We've got some really, really good players, but we weren't intelligent. We let them walk through us because they are, they are, as I say, they're so much better at what they do than what we do. That's my summary. I think that's very well summarised up, mate. And you talk, uh, you talk really well. Um, before I get back on to, to Hoops, do you still believe after the two games, seventh place? Yeah, I do. Well, if we can score goals, Dave, I mean, I, I, I had um, a real belief. Uh, the the uh, the Luton game and the Ren game, where our, our pass and movement, and of course uh, the the Man U game, we should have won the Man U game four one. Mr Gatlin said that. I have to say, it was a diamond performance, Dave. Absolutely diamond performance, and we, we should have should have scored now what seven eight goals, and we've scored one because we haven't got that composure uh, in front of goal, but the interplay. The talent in our side now and the skill of Konya, um, Matthias, it, 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 it's, it's a skill level that I've not seen for for decades of two wolves. You know, you, you, talk, you talk about Matinho and Nevers. These boys are, are more skillful and they're more fluid. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll like wolves, wolves past them, the, the uh, opposition. So, but, but we've just got no end product. And if you're going to play that well and not score, you're going to get beat. That's you are the in the. You definitely are in the Premier League because that's the level that you're at, and you've got to be able to. I mean, you've got to be able to finish them off. Um, hoops. You know, Matthias is out for the next game. You know, he's been quite instrumental. I, I think he's like the main man in midfield now. The way he he he, he plays, I've been really impressed. Obviously, you wasn't impressed with the sending off. I think it was silly. I like the passion that he's fighting for the shirt this year. Seems more invested. Uh, what did you make of the, how they came out at half-time? Again, I mentioned this earlier. Wolves sort of strolling out, having a chat, Brighton running out. And after sort of like eight minutes of the second half, we're 4-0 down. What do you put that down to? You know, is it just down to sloppy play, concentration, uh, frustration, you know, just negligence, fight, energy. You know, at one point we could have, I was thinking this could be six, seven, eight, nine, but we did come back. We created chances even after Wang scored. Um, if we'd have got us, if we'd have got another goal with about like, because there's so much added time and, and stuff at the end. You never know, but like we, we we didn't get that other goal, and Brighton seemed to be coasting towards the end, just controlled the game, didn't they? But like we, I, I felt heartened that that we were still fighting and trying to score, even though it didn't look like we would. Yeah, I I, I think 
you know, there's, there's, there's I think you're, you're alluding to there, a lot of people would have seen on social media, I think there's a video, isn't there, at sort of um, half-time as they're entering the pitch and what kind of looked like the Sunday League team just chatting amongst themselves and Brighton come out all marching on. And I don't know, it's easy to then, then make parallels because of the poor start that we had. Uh, look, ultimately, I think, as has been mentioned, they're just a, at this moment in time, not from an individual perspective. And I do agree with that point because we've got some individually fantastic players. They're, they're just more drilled, aren't they? They're, they're, they're a bit of a machine, aren't they, Brighton? And it's just it's just one of those. So it was a, a chaotic um, sort of 10 to 15 minutes where we, we lost our heads, we lost our, our shapes, we lost our plan. And I guess Brighton just smelled, smelled blood, didn't they? And, you know, they, they took full advantage of it. I wouldn't draw too much in terms of, um, you know, we, we hope that that's, that spell is in isolation and we don't see many of those. I just think it was just a horror, sort of 10 to 15. But in, in respect to Nunes, I mean, it, it's just stupidity. But, I, I, you know, I agree with, with Neves um, leaving. It, 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 it hands the baton over, doesn't it, for somebody else to take the mantle. I think with Nunes, there's still more to come. Um, with the way he drives the team forward is, is exciting. But he did that yesterday, but it wasn't, it wasn't as if it resulted in anything to, you know, con- as, a, as a goal assist or contribution. So he needs to be in the right areas and it, it, it needs to make a difference when he when he goes on those runs. But there's absolutely a player there. And I, I agree with the issue on, on confidence that if you take Neto, for example, I love Neto. He's a wonderful footballer. I was concerned, as I'm sure many of us were, post-injury, how he would be. And he hasn't been sort of, pre-COVID Neto, if we call it like that. Um, and, and people say, oh, he's playing on the wrong wing and so forth. But where he takes that extra touch, as Greg alluded to, you know, you, you have to think, well, it's not the fact the kid hasn't got ability because there was a point in time where he wouldn't take that extra touch. That next touch would be to advance and go past the man. But it's as if they're fluffing their line. So, yeah, there is a concern there. And that hopefully can only get sorted out on the training ground with some instilling confidence and maybe some psychology. And once they get the goals, then then their confidence hopefully comes back. Um, and as we look to the, the Everton game, we've, we've known, as we've mentioned, um, my, my thoughts with the opposition that we've got, i.e. a side managed by Sean Dyche, is that we probably have to look at three at the back for this game. I look at that because you know what you're going to get. We've seen it with, with Burnley when Deitch was there, and we've seen it with Everton. You're going to get a physical game. And I think with maybe the introduction of Totti, three at the back, and potentially maybe Quang starting um, over, maybe, you know, in terms of who would who would drop out, Silver potentially, and maybe Kuna up the top if you keep Neto. But there's, a, there's, a, there's maybe an opportunity for Neto to come out. Um, then that's how I would uh, approach it. Whether or not he will, I don't know. We know from what we understand with Gary O'Neill, he's very pragmatic as a manager, that he will change things depending on opposition. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if he goes free at the back for a little bit more stability because of how we ship the goals and because of the opposition that we have. Um, but yeah, three games in seems to be like crazy to be talking like must wins or... But ultimately, from what we've seen so far, these are the sides we've got to pick points up again. So I get a feeling he may go free at the back um, against Everton. Interesting. Uh, Craig, what's your thoughts on that? 
yeah, Dave, I, I can't believe this 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 hysteria. Um, I mean, so, uh, some of the wolf sites on Facebook, some of, some of the comments. It is literally, in my opinion, people that have got no understanding about football whatsoever, and I mean that. If you if you if you'd have said in the two opening games that we'd have been the absolute better side in one, um, we'd have created more chances in these two games than we created in 15 games last season, but we're going to lose them both. You'd have took it because we are improving. We are, we, you, you, you cannot go from the garbage we were offensively over the last two and a half, three seasons to a, a, a successful um, attacking force overnight. And also given the fact that we've had a load of utter crap mid-season very, very poor um, uh, leadership from our owners, and this and this team have to settle. And also, I'm I'm not into this swapping and, and changing. If you're gonna get people confident, you've got to put them in, and you've got to keep giving them chances. If after a run they keep missing and um, fluffing the lines, fair dues, change it. But if you're going to change that after one game, this reminds me of the, uh, of the England cricket team of the seventies. When they lost the game, they sort of changed the whole side. You've got to get a team spirit going. Brighton rarely make any chances. Uh, uh, sorry, changes. Didn't it show? Didn't it show? A, a team that understand where each other's running. They know uh, where they're going to be. One touch football into space and they're off. And, and, and our fans have just got to be a bit patient. In that season that we were fourth under Bruno before we... we deteriorated. We lost our first three games, remember? It, it, it only takes four, four, four or five wins and, and you're up in, in eighth eight spot in, in, in this league and we've just got to uh, be patient with our, our team. We've got some young players off the war skillful and I'll, I'll be even, even more uh, um, contentious here. Miles better than Nevers offensively. Miles better. So, you know, the, the future's bright. Stick with the lads. And our, and our goal scoring is the only reason that there is so much negativity. That's the problem. We're not putting our chances away. Our general play is, is good. Uh, Chris Humphreys says we aren't improving because we're actually less goals per chance. Ian says 1,000% agrees with Chiva. Uh, so does uh, Lucy, the golden girl. She agrees with with you. Darren says we'll know our trajectory after ten games. Uh, we need to score goals uh, for us. Top player. Look at Jota at Liverpool scores goals for me. Pedro Neto is a better player. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, and you've got another one here. Billy, uh, Billy Big Chops Rens, Man United first ever Brighton has been an Absolutely. improvement. So I mean, you make some uh, obviously some uh, really uh, really good points. On that, and then obviously we're looking forward, aren't we, to uh, to next week? So, are you saying that you'd stick with the same sort of back back four and absolutely make any changes next week? No, 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 because because you, well, you're... one change has got to happen because Nunes. Yeah, well, I, I, well, who would you bring in in place of Nunes? Dear me, um, Sarabia, I'd, I'd put on the on the uh, the uh, left where. Where where Cunha is, and I'd move him inside because he he glides he glides past players. 
absolutely glides by I, I I absolutely love him. He, he was my man of the match for you, asked me. Um, he's just got so much skill and he moves past uh, past uh, opposition players like, like they're just not there. And his speed, he, he, he's gained an extra two two yards from last season. Mm. He, he, he looks he looks fabulous. Dave, you cannot get a team spirit and a team structure and the transition smoother if you keep swapping and changing because you're worried about, about a bad half or a bad 15 minutes. We've got to be brave and we've got to trust uh, these players. And I'll tell you what, those fans that left after 60 minutes need need uh, their season tickets taken off them. I know that, that it's their right, but, but you get your team through, through thick and thin whether you slag them off or not, you, you absolutely stay there. Absolutely, it makes. But I mean, I'm fully with that. I just think I know it's frustrating, and you think oh, I can't be bothered. But like, stick with your team. Support is not walking out after 55 minutes. Um, you know, as much as you might think, sod this for a game of soldiers. You've got to continue to. To, to get behind the team because if the, if the players do see the fans leaving and stuff like that it doesn't send a great message to them I'm like well they can't be bothered so why should I I mean I know they paid the money and stuff like that but if the fans are leaving it's disheartening um, and it's like well they've given up so they obviously don't believe that we you know should continue fighting what's your thoughts on that Hoops? Well yeah I mean on the walking out it was a bit embarrassing wasn't it to be honest because it was so early within the half. And, you know, we've all been at games. I remember famously, um, I know people who left in the Premier League season uh, for the Leicester game, you know, when we had that turnaround time. And I'm not saying that. Oh, would have... my God, I remember it so well. So, you know, it's... People had left and we won 4-3. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, there's there's always hope, isn't there? So, yeah, I, 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 think, I think it's a bit... It, yeah, it is. It is. It is. They're right, but so, but so early. I just thought, why do you really need to get back unless you've got an issue? Just you know, stick 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 by it. You know. Um, so I, I'm not going to be hypocritical. There has been games I've left early, but to that level of early in the half, I think was a little bit over the top. But yeah, I mean, but just to reiterate, I, I'm not advocating wholesale changes. Um, because I agree, I, I don't think we're in a really bad spot right now on the back of losing to a side arguably are going to push top four. Um, it's just potentially whether or not he looks to change it, um, you know, based on, on the opposition, which we've, we've seen before. But it is it is very early. Um, and as I've said, the context is key here based on the quality of the opposition that we face. So there are reasons to be optimistic. Um I do agree. I think with Nathan, who, who, who was on earlier, if we can get a, um, a loan over the line, because that's really, I think, unless Pedence does go through with a move, which we'd expect, and Johnny as well, which might bring a little bit of revenue, you know, from what we are told, there's not going to be too much of a, a transfer fees there. So maybe if there's a loan available for a forward and a defender, I, I think we'll be in a, in a better position. So, um, there's, there's some big games coming. I still think we we need a, a centre half and a, a centre forward to to help them though. Um, I agree with that. And you know it was interesting. Obviously, Jeff Shee was finally back from Shanghai alongside um, Chairman Guo. They all had their Wolves caps on watching the game. He's over from uh, China uh, observing. 
there's obviously going to be, you would have thought there's going to be some conversations that would be happening between the manager, probably, you know, the captain, um, maybe a couple of senior players would be involved with that. The chairman of Fosun, Jeff Shee, Matt Hobbs, they've seen that thing. There's got to be surely some conversations have, happening to see whether hopefully they can do something in the transfer window because we've only got three um, first-team centre-backs and Totti Gomez is still quite a raw, uh, obviously, breakthrough season last year. Then you've got the young man, uh, is it Potts or... Uh, Pond. Pond that's behind him. And he looks like a unit, actually. And, you know, it's good to see players coming through for the academy. But, like, you do, I do agree, we still need that extra centre-back um, that's in there. And if we can pick up a loan... But getting a striker, you know, sort of like a twenty-goal season striker on a loan is a is a big ask, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, who, who would that be within our budget? And ultimately, loaning that type of caliber, as you say, and and that sort of twenty-goal striker is going to be bloody tough, isn't it? So I don't know. I just hope you know the recruitment in January was was, was good, and we we found a player like Gomez. You know, perhaps it wasn't on many people's radar. So that's that's the only hope. Or if perhaps you know the likes of City, you know, look at look at releasing some of their young talent, then then there may be an op- opportunity. Um, but yeah, I mean, realistically, we haven't got the budget to to be af- be going after a twenty goal a season striker. But um, there may be someone with potential for sort of even 10 to 15 you know, goals a season that we can be looking at because I think, think they do need a bit of help. Do you not think Fabio Silva could be that answer? I, I, I was just I about know. to make that uh, uh, point, Dave. We, we've, we've got enough strikers in the club. And and and, I, and I'll go back to the days that all of us don't know about when Ron Saunders called in Bully and he said, uh, you need to go and talk to Wolves. And he says, Why? He says, because you'll never make a decent striker because your first touch is rubbish. And he sold him to Wolves and the rest is history. We've got to give these guys an absolute chance. And and if somebody's you telling you... you chance, you mean... A run. run, in the run absolutely. If somebody keeps telling you you're crap, eventually... You'll start you, believing it. You're going to believe that. You know, it's it's... It's it's typical NLP neuro linguistic programming of your brain. You will start to believe it. What about start telling these these uh, guys? Come on, guys, you are going to do it. Fans are behind them. I mean, I mean, if you you've got a thousand uh, watchers, Dave, on, on your on your screen, and it suddenly went down to ten, how would that make you feel? I'd still be having a fun fun chatting away. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, yeah. it, we, we've just got to have a bit of courage. We have got over 300 people watching, so hi to everyone that's watching live. And if you're watching hi. Um, you know, so welcome. Courage, Hello. Dave. Yeah. This season, courage. Stick with it. Stick with it. Hoops, do you agree with that? Do you think Fabio, you know, if we stick with it, I, 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 I get where Craig's coming from, to be honest. And I, yeah. I, I think Fabio has got natural strikers 
positional Harry Manx's runs, whether we pick him up or not, is a different question. Um, I thought that the way he finished the uh, the one that was offside was very instinctive. He put it away. I think he should have finished the next one. Uh, and you know, if you get sometimes with strikers, you get one, you can be up and running. And I, I mean, I think we're all like really hoping he can be that man. But do you believe he can be? I, I hope so. I, I mean, the honest answer is we don't know, do we? You know, yeah, he had a, a you know a good spell at, at Eindhoven. And yeah, you see, you see a player here that, that's got talent, and I'm willing him. I really hope, you know, because the rumours earlier in the summer was that he was he was to be sold. So I genuinely hope we're retaining, and I hope he's the answer, absolutely. But, but in terms of the confidence in in that front line, you you read the stats out earlier in terms of our, our goals last over the last couple of years, and you know, so I, I don't think it's unfair to say that they need a little bit of help. You know, you've got Sasha in, in the wings who's coming back from what will be second serious injury. And you've got a young striker. And you've got Kit Cunha, who isn't the type of player who's going to get you 20 goals. He's not a number nine. So I still think that if there's, if there's funds available to, to get an extra one in, then I don't, I don't see there being an issue with it. I hope we don't have to, absolutely. And I hope Fabio is, is the answer. Um, and I do think what Fabio does need, which I do agree with, is what he hasn't had before. And I've mentioned this is, a, you know, an arm over the shoulder to say, we believe in you. We want you here. So whilst he retain, whilst he's with, with the club and I hope he doesn't go post window. Absolutely. But there's no harm if we can getting someone else in to, to, to help him along as well. Dave. Yeah. What are we talking about, about players that uh, we should play? Is 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 another grenade coming for you? Why play Neto when we're not playing a really tall tall forward to get on the end of his crosses or 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 a a late arriving number ten? Why play Neto at all? Because to me, he's ineffective because what? he 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 rarely gets a decent ball in because he's got nobody to get a decent ball into from that side. We've looked better actually coming through the middle than 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 uh, down the wings while uh, while we've been playing better. So so the question is, why play Neto when we're not playing the forwards that will complement his um, skill sets? Well, I, but with Neto, I actually think he's been doing really well. Um, personally, I think Sarabia has been the one that's not been performing. The one thing I like about uh, Pedro Neto is he will run with the ball. He will attack space. And he will carry the ball, and he's quick, um, and he's direct, and I, I, I like that. And actually, he did a few good runs yesterday, and where he tried to cut the ball back, and there was nobody. He, he was in front, and there was enough people uh, supporting him. However, when we watched the, the Man United game, we at times, which is something we didn't see last season, we had three, four, five players running into the box. Yeah, we didn't convert or we didn't find the final pass and stuff. And sometimes it's like what we used to accuse Triori of. He can be really direct and quick. And then the final ball, that final delivery, if you don't pick out the man or you've not got the person running in. And I, I think you're right. I think if you've got like Sasha Kalajic, which is why I'd, I'd have liked to have seen him come on and given a go yesterday. Because if he's, got six, if he's six foot nine and you're getting balls that are in the air quite high up, uh, and he has got good movement, Sasha. He runs and stuff. You know, the ball's in the air. He's, even if he, he's going to win the balls. And also, Sasha Kalajic, when we're defending corners and set pieces and stuff like that, 
And when we're delivering set pieces into the air, he can give us an outlet. And I think it would have been interesting to see him come on. But equally, when you've got the ball and you've got the you've got players like um, you know Pedro Neto, Wank to a point, uh, Sarabia, and you're playing a ball across the line after getting to the byline, you've you've still got to have players even if the ball's not in the air, even if it's along the ground for those tappings. You see, Manchester City don't have the tallest. Okay, they've got Haaland now, but most of his goals are on the ground. And he just, they cut it back, he gets in, they put him into an area where they know he's going to be and he, finish him, he finishes them off. We don't finish off these moves, we'll get the last thing. So I like Neto. I think he's looked a lot better this year. I do agree that I like to see sometimes them switching the sides so that they give the defenders, you know, that they move them and they switch them occasionally to give them a chance to go from the other side. Pablo Sarabia, for me, has been a bit disappointing. Um in the both the games. I mean, we paid a lot of money for him. He came from, was it Benfica hoops he came from? Uh, PSG. Um, he may have, he may have played in Portugal prior to that. So, yeah, he, he did come with a decent reputation. Um, An assist was phenomenal and we haven't seen it. A bit like Geddes. We didn't see it with it. We haven't seen it with him as well. Wang, you know, some people have said, like, what did Wang do last season? I saw earlier on in the chat. Well, he scored, like, he, every time he came on the pitch, he seemed to be in the right place to, for tappings. He scored again yesterday. He's the only one. I mean, he scored that fantastic goal against Stade René, Rennes, as well. He seems the only one that Nick seems to know where the back of the net is. So, for me, he's got to start the next game because his confidence in front of goal is there and you need to get goals. So, he should start... Kuna, I, like, I love Kuna. I think we're starting to see... Um, I think we've still played too much for him. But let's face it, Lopetegui was his top target and they did back him. And Sarabia was another one Lopetegui wanted and they bought him in. They bought the money and they spent the money. But Kuna started to look like a £30-40 million pound player, the way he runs with the ball. Craig's right. He looks sharp. He looks strong. He looks faster. He looks full of confidence. He missed a sitter, should have put it in. But he always looks like he's going to take a player on. And the problem from last year, when I was watching Wolves, and we had to do it, and the year before, because we had to grind out results, because we needed to, and we were very tight, and we got the thing. But we weren't really taking players on. We wasn't brave with the ball. And if you go, if you attack a player and you go past the player, you draw players to you, the spaces open up, and then the overlaps... You look at the game today against um, the Lionesses, the World Cup, you know, God bless them, they, they lost, um, you know, and fantastic tournaments, but they ultimately they fell at the last hurdle. You know, they, they lost the ball in midfield for carrying it too long and then they opened, the space was there and they exploited the space. And Wolves, you know, we tried to win the ball back and a, a team against Brighton will... Will, will literally play through the press very well. There'll be a lot of teams, I think, that will play, that will 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 put the pressure on them. They'll panic, lose the ball, and we'll gain the ball in that middle third. And then we can use our fast players and quick players. As long as we're quick at moving the ball, like we did at United, we did really well against United, and we were surging forward, and we'll we'll win games and we'll score goals. So. That, for me, is like what I want us to see. And I, I do think, you know, you've got to persist with it. Lop, uh, if we look at Bruno Large, when he played, 
we we played some fantastic football without scoring and then the panic set in and we started playing negative football and if you sit back you're going to eventually you might win the odd one a game or two but you've got to be able to get forward and scored um so that's right. Yeah. So the answer is, you're absolutely right. So if you're going to play Neto, the other players in the team have got to understand when they're going to arrive in the box. You've got to have one stage for heading balls, and you've got to have the later one coming in for the for the for the ball back. And 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 so if you keep changing the sides, you're never going to get that. So 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 there has to be a, a, a continuity because these people have to know where each other plays. And 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 what their skill is, Neto when he when he when he when he goes past the player because he's massively skilled, isn't he? He's a really really skilled player. I, I like him. I I, well, I think he is. Um, he has got the potential, and I've been saying this for a little while to be as good as Jota. We know what Jota can do. Absolutely. And Neto has been out injured a couple of times. We need. He needs to be. He hasn't really been fully fit for quite some time. And as long as he stays fit, I think he'll be a major player for us this season. He'll get goals and assists, I've no doubt. So the understanding is that when you play together regularly, you start to know where each other's uh, going to move. And Cunha, in my opinion, will be the next huge thing at, at, at Wolves. He'll be, he'll be a £60, £70 million pound player. The way that he runs with the ball and he glides past people, it's, it's just a joy. And he also gets back. And he cares. There was there was there was a freeze frame of of uh, of Gomez, you know, after about sixty minutes uh, when Brighton had just scored their fourth, and he was gutted. And I like that. Okay, we've just, we've just had a, had a mad thirteen minutes where we've been totally poor, totally switched off. But anybody says to me that these players don't care, and I'll take them on every day of the week because I think they do, and they care passionately, and they want to play for us. And they want to get it right, but we've got to give them chance, and we've got to support them as well. Well, absolutely, and this is why I mean I'm going to we're going to start wrapping up in a second, but this is why I say although what Nunes did was stupid, you know, with you know, I mean it was pedant like almost <laughs> the thing he was petulant, but the the positive I do take about, and I've said this earlier on in the uh, the show. This Nunes last year wouldn't have been that passionate off up for the fight or anything. But he didn't at the times he didn't seem bothered. I've seen that he's bothered and he cares and he, he's up for the fight and he wants us to win and be successful. And he, he, he you know, it was silly but silly. And he needs to cut that out of his game. But if he can channel all of that and not let let the heat get to him, I'd rather have passion than not care. And yeah, he's going to be missing for a game, and it's a silly booking, you know, and we're going to miss him next week. But it showed to me that he wants to be here, he wants to fight for the club, and that's an important thing. Hoops, I want you to come in onto that, and then performance rating, man of the match, highlight of the day, and score prediction for Everton. And if you've got any questions to finish off the show for us, drop them in now. And if you know what the secret word is, bang it out. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree in terms of desire. I don't think it's, it's lack of desire. And, I, and lack of desire wasn't why, why we, we lost, um, you know, the, the, the weekend. Nunes, you, you can call it passion. I, it, it's misguided passion, if you're being polite. It's stupidity, isn't it, ultimately? Um, but, you know, we, mo we move on. Um, but in terms of sort of 
the, the, the roundup of the day, um, if I may then. So um, moment of the day, I think, yeah, I'll have to echo what everyone said to, today. He's, he's getting back into the ground. He's hearing the wonder of you. And um, as much as I was frustrated walking out the game, um, as everybody does, and I've even got like sort of tingles when I'm thinking about it now because I still bloody love this football club and it means the absolute world to me. Um, so just getting in that stadium over the years, you know, the memories that I've seen, the good and the bad, I love this club so much. And just being within the ground is, is just is, is amazing. So that, that was the moment. And then we kicked off. <laughs> but, no, um, but being back w- was fantastic. Um, I think Cunha, arguably man of the match, or you could also make a con- an argument for Huang as well. Um, although obviously he was a substitute because of the impact that he had. And I do agree. I think his work rate, his desire, the way he closed down the fullbacks, and ultimately his his, his goals per ratio um, isn't looking too bad right now. Um, but then, in terms of the performance, you lose four one at home. I don't think you can go above a, a five. Probably, arguably, a four, um, just in the context of the overall result. But as I said, a lot of that was was down to just how good Brighton were unfortunately. Um, and I still think moving on to, to Everton um, from what we've seen and, and the players that we have, that we can get a result. So I'd, I'd, I'd fancy us to, to get our first win against Everton as well. Absolutely. Craig? Uh, we'll win 3-0 uh, in our next game, Everton. That 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 really poor. Luton are poor. The You've got to remember Luton, Dave. We played off the park for 45 minutes. They hadn't got a clue. Uh, they were chasing shadows. And we'll do the same next week. Um, Mr Cunha is my man of the match. He looks he looks class and he's just going to get better. Uh, my moment of the day was the interplay and the speed that looked almost bright and like when we put silver through on a 1-1. We, we absolutely cut them apart uh, and it was wonderful to see, but we didn't do it enough. Um, so that was my moment of the match. And my performance rating, to, to be honest, between 5.5 and a 6. And we lost the 4 because we switched off for 20 minutes, 13 minutes in the second half, 7 in the first. Um, there's, a lot, there's a lot to be positive about, but we've got to start scoring goals and we've got to sort this problem out. Absolutely. And guys, um, I think it was Andrew and Terry um, that's uh, actually spotted uh, the secret word. It is diamond. Uh, the thinking behind it is a double meaning. Brighton rock, rock on your finger, diamond. My mum and dad, was they had 60 years married, diamond wedding anniversary. Uh, so diamond. Um, you know, again, thanks for all the love and support. Um Especially, you know, anyone who sent me messages uh, on social media, left comments. Um, there's a lot of comments that I haven't got to on any of the videos yet. I will get round to them because I always read every comment and I try to answer to everyone. Um, so if I haven't replied or anything, it's because I've been too upset to um, to read the the comments and it's quite emotional time at the moment um we haven't set a date uh, or managed to get to the state where we're going to set a date for my mom's funeral and all of that but we will let you know 
as and when and um what you know we'll sort all of that out but again it, it does get me upset but and i miss my mom obviously more than anything but i love you all and your support is heartwarming and and uplifting and we really really appreciate that at the end of the day to me um i run this channel i love doing it my mom was always very proud of me doing it you know it started like from nowhere and it's just built to what it is but there are so many more things more important than football Sorry, oh, I miss my mom and I love her to bits. I'm sorry, I'm trying not to get upset. I'm just thinking about her. No, don't um, apologize, mate. But, um, like, uh, she'd want me to carry on doing everything that we do. And she, she's saying, David, you get out and do that. And my dad was brave and went to think, I know he wasn't on the videos or anything like that. He will come back. A lot of people have said what joy we bring and how they enjoy what we do. So, he will come back at some point. Um, but I know we moan about stuff and the team and everything, but, like, you just realise when you've lost someone that you love so, so much that at the end of the day, it's just a game. I do love my, my football club and don't worry, we'll criticise and everything and thing, but, like, I'm just putting that out there as, for me and everyone, family and everything, it's, you know, you your loved ones. So all I'm going to say, if you've got family or someone you've not spoken to for a while or anything, get in touch with them, tell them you love them because you never know when it's going to be too late. And I'm lucky that, you know, I was able to like tell my mom pretty much every day how much I love her. And she told me how much she loved me. And she told me she was very proud of me. And as far as I'm going to concerned, I'm going to try to continue to be kind, compassionate and, um, do positive things because that's what my mum would have wanted. Uh, from all of us here, God bless you and your families. Always wolves. Always wolves. That's all right. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.